This is Chapter 17 of Surrender on the Trail. Stalker C startles awake. She whispers, What is it? My words barely enter the air. I don't know. We are frozen, sitting up. We do not peek behind us yet. I continue slowly. We are going to have to turn around. I think it is in my backpack, or outside, or maybe both. I am hoping it is outside. We listen. She hears it too. Okay, I'm going to pull down my buff and look. Okay, me too. We slowly tug fabric and turn. My eyes adjust. I don't see anything moving on top of the pack. Thank God. I gulp, then crawl closer to look. Nothing obvious is inside that I can see without putting my hand in the bag. I am too scared to place my arm inside or to widen the opening. Then I hear something with four legs move away from the wall outside. It sounds big, bigger than a rat. I wince to stand and then look through a tall window. I can't see past the darkness. I hope the animal is small. However, the sound is what I imagine a curious bear might sound like. What do I know? Maybe I'm wrong. I dismiss my fears by thinking it was probably a skunk or a possum. Mostly, I am glad it is not indoors with us. My heartbeat slows down. I am so sorry I woke you. It's okay. I was afraid. Stalker C nods. Next door in the lights out room, our friends continue snoozing. We try to get comfortable and go back to sleep with buffs back over our faces. But Stalker C whispers, something is behind us. And we become a fit of giggles. When we stop giggling, the quiet somehow makes us start laughing again and again. Sunflow Joe and Sunshine Rat must be deep sleepers. They do not stir. Okay, I'm going to try to sleep. My back may split in two from the hardwood floor, but morning will arrive. I need legs that are ready to climb the next mountain. 3.15 a.m.-ish. Surrender, Stalker C whispers. I don't move. Through the buff, I say, what? Stalker C sits higher than me. She says calmly, there is a centipede barreling toward your head. I don't know if you care or not, but if you do, we should do something about it. A centipede? Barreling? I think it over, then pull the buff below my eyes. Sure enough, the centipede scoots along a crack coming from the baseboard and heading my way. We will soon be face to face. Fine. I stand up and do a short pace back and forth, considering what to do. I don't think I can kill it. It is too big for me to stomach squishing it. I need a plastic bag. Stalker C watches my body language. The nearest available plastic bag is on the hygiene product table in the front room. If I go there, 
our neighbor's motion-activated light will turn on. Stalker C reads my mind. Don't worry, they won't wake up. I slip past our lightly snoring friends and grab a plastic bag. No one moves when their light comes on. Back in our room, I realize I need a pen, a stick, or something slender. I eye Sunshine Rat's pen on a small table. I walk back in to grab it. Still, no one wakes up. Phew, this is good. Those two will be rested and able to go for help tomorrow when Stalker C and I are not physically able to finish. I twirl the centipede onto the pen and deposit it into the plastic bag. I poke a tiny hole in hopes of giving oxygen to the centipede and place the bagged friend on a windowsill. I'll let you free in the morning, little one. Hope you can make it. Back to bed. 4.15 a.m.-ish. Stalker C whispers, Surrender! There's a spider! Oh, dear God, where? I roll over toward her and remove enough of my buff to expose my left eye. Right there! She points high on the wall on her side of the room and above our feet. I say, that's like five feet up. It's been there a while. I have nothing left. It will go away. Or drop right on us. I look toward the window to see if there's any sign of daybreak. Seeing nothing yet, I roll over and slip back into whatever sleep I can. 5.45 a.m.-ish. I look at the sky through the window. That is not black. I see a little blue. We can't let Ted down. I'll get my stuff together, change my pants, and then wake the others. Assembled, I try to say gently, Good morning, girls. We gotta go. Make sure you have everything. Stalker C mumbles, We can't disappoint Ted. Now that the party stirs, I slip outside to add the wet socks to my dirty laundry bag. Sunshine says, hopeful, I wonder if Ted is making coffee for us. Sunflow Joe says, oh, I hope so. I pee outside the start of the dry well. Oh, I pee outside to start the day well. The outdoor bathroom expert that I am. I search each room, making sure we haven't forgotten a single thing or left any crumbs. The centipede is set free on a porch rail, possibly still alive. It was hard to tell. The last thing I grab and put on my feet are the socks from the security cameras. Then we shut the door behind us. We pass the fountain in the center of Rapidan Camp. Last night, Ted told us how the fountain still works, but no one is exactly sure how it drains. I think the fountain looks lonely with no buildings around it anymore. I picture the bear walking by it in the mornings. The bear isn't here today, is it? Hopefully it will sleep in after such a stormy night. I keep an eye out, just in case. Passing the Creel house, sunshine smells for coffee. Nothing. Ted doesn't have to be up this early. Hopefully we get to see him tonight. We walk across the bridge and over the river so Stalker C and Sunshine can use the outhouse. They take one step in and walk right back out. Sunflow Joe asks the girls, smells too bad? The girls nod. No way they can accomplish anything in there. 
Sunflow Joe and I stand on the bridge and look over the river that is easier to see from here today in the morning light. Wow, we crossed that yesterday. We walk on looking for our next trail. It is early, maybe 6.15 a.m. or so. Sunshine looks at her boobometer. With any luck, we'll be back to Big Meadow by 3 p.m. and have some time to shower before Ted arrives. That's a good thought because we need showers. Desperately. We walk behind Rapidan Camp now. To our left is clearly marked Fork Mountain Trail, but in front of us we have a dilemma. There is a small width trail left of a trail marker post, and about eight feet to the right of the trail marker is a wider width trail that kind of looks like a road up the hill. Which one do we take? Which one is Laurel Prong Trail? We guess that the trail marker being next to the smaller width trail must be the correct answer. So we begin. Morning sun sparkles through the trees. This trail closely follows a tiny creek that I assume is Laurel Prong Creek. I think about how this looks like where Smurfs might live. There are mushrooms and many moss covered rocks. The landscape is wet and cool from the downpour last night. We continue half a mile and then the Mossy Creek Trail ends. There is no right or left or forward choice. We picked the wrong trail. Sunshine says, great start, steam team. Good thing it's so early. Stalker C, yeah, we didn't disappoint Ted. Early start and already an excursion. Sunflow says, we have plenty of time to get to the tap room before 6 p.m. Sunshine because that's trash and laundry time. We gotta be there by then. We spread out along the thicket. Sunshine says, hold up. We pause to give Stalker C a moment to pee ahead of us. Back to the trail marker post, we switch gears and head up the hill on what must be the real Laurel Prong Trail. Uphill. Ouch. My foot to shin angle feels like about 45 degrees. Soon we enter what feels like an enclosed wet forest with more browns than greens. There are many twists and turns. The tall trees intertwine their branches above our heads to form a roof of leaves. A sea of ferns gather on the lumpy and bumpy mountainside. The ferns are not as thick as we saw in places yesterday, but their bright green waves contrast the many fallen logs and large rocks. Occasionally, the three front runners pause so I can catch up. We are a human slinky, widening and closing our gaps as we walk. Surely we are getting close to the top. This is supposed to be a 5.7 to 6.7 mile day, but I must remember the trail lies. Mentally, I am preparing for an 8 to 10 mile day, but if it's all uphill like this, I'm going to be in trouble. My heart rate is up as if I'm midway through a jazzercise class or something. When we have walked 2.5 miles, according to Sunshine's boobometer, we see something. We stop to look left. Probably 40 feet off the trail is a clearing where someone made a big circle of cut back trees and brushes. That must be the fire ring we were supposed to stay in last night, Sunflow Joe says. 
Stalker C eyes the vast forest in every direction of the burned space. She says, Oh, thank God for Ted. We would never have found that at night. And the mud would have made it rough, Sunshine Rat adds. We shake our heads and shiver at the thought. We would have missed it, no doubt. Sunflow Joe says, well, if anyone asks, we stayed overnight at the fisherman's camp just outside of the natural national park, just down from Rapidan. That's right, we say. That's it for chapter 17. Thanks for listening. Hey, I'm about to record extra content C because I want to tell you about something cool that happened. And it's been a while. So stay tuned. Click the next episode, which will be content C. And then we'll be back with the following chapter next week. There is a pivotal moment that happened for me personally in the trip. And I, I'm not sure because I'm creating the chapters as I go of like, if it's going to be the next chapter or the next. So stay tuned and we'll get there together. And there's also some fun things to come. So If you haven't already subscribed to GlennaSEdwards.com, please do that. And you also can subscribe or rate the podcast if there's a way to give it five stars on your player. That would be really helpful so that more people learn about this work. And yeah, I hope you have a really great week. Take care.